Welcome back to a new episode of Pop Cannon. This is episode 43. My name is Jordan. I'm Robert. I'm Paul. And I am Joe. The gang's all here. Today we are discussing Zack Snyder's film, Man of Steel. Yes. From the year 2013. From the year 2013. <laughs> oh, oh, how I wish I could be there. We we hadn't gotten a chance to, like, critically watch this and talk about it. And we've been discussing the DCEU films on the podcast. So we figured, why not go back to where the DCEU started? Technically, yes. The very <laughs> beginning. Yeah. Love it. So, right off the top, what did you guys think of the movie? So, watching it uh, a couple days ago, I couldn't believe how much I liked it. Probably more than when it originally had come out. Um, I just... And then knowing what is born out of this movie, uh, I like like knowing what comes next. The amount of groundwork that Zack Snyder was trying to build here I think this movie's fantastic and it, it's way better than I remember it being you mean the worst Superman movie ever <laughs> <laughs> that is what some people want you to believe and yes. they are woefully incorrect <laughs> that's something that I took some notes down for specifically for this episode is like all of the some a lot of the criticisms that I found like online and i kind of just want to like go over some of them because <laughs> yeah. i think i think i think that'll be fun to do but but yeah let's talk about what we like first <laughs> <laughs> well what did you like paul yeah. um all right so i think it's like it has the most badass jor-el ever yeah like out of but, the like he's he's a science <laughs> he's a sci- yeah he, he's a scientist but he like he kicks ass it's awesome yeah. um I mean, I I have a list for that too for like the things that I personally like. Do you want yeah. me to just run through that? Yeah. Or yeah. Um, the I love the scene where he saves the guys uh, out at sea, and he just opens that door and he's like on fire. <laughs> like, what? When do you ever see Superman like just straight up on fire? You know what I mean? And like yeah. not giving a fuck about it. That's <laughs> that's awesome. You know what? That like never happens. The school bus, school bus uh, flashback scene was great. Mm. Um, uh, this is one thing that is kind of a point of contention for people, but uh, I thought John Jonathan Kent was like very grounded. Yeah, like he like he doesn't have all the answers in this movie, and a lot of people were pissed off about how about like some of the things that he says to Clark. But we can get into that later. Uh, but I think he's awesome. Um, the exposition between Clark and Jor-El at the craft ship is seems really. There's something about it. It has like this this like special charm to it. I don't really know uh, how to really explain it, but I just really like how I don't know how he's like, you know, that's my name, and he's like, uh, what's the one? Oh, he's just like I have so many questions. Like you, you kind of feel like the gravitas of that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I, <laughs> I personally love the tornado scene. I know a lot of people hate that scene. Um, the, the, you are not alone scene is awesome. 
um, when Lois escapes from Zod's ship with the help of Jor-El. That's yeah. fucking badass, too. Um, and then another scene that I feel like doesn't get enough credit is when Superman says, or uh, Superman is stopping Zod, and uh, Zod tells him that if he destroys the ship, he destroys Krypton. Mm-hmm. And he says, well, Krypton had his chance. You know what I mean? And I feel like that's something that's never, I don't know, either, I'm sure it gets talked about. Or maybe, uh, what was it, All-Star Superman, mm-hmm. where there's a mm-hmm. lot of Krypton coming back or, or stuff like that. But I don't know, I, I feel like that's a very interesting angle. Um, but yeah, that's that's all I had on this list. I'm sure there's more that I could talk about, but <laughs> I want to give somebody else I want to give somebody else a chance. Um so yeah, when this came out, um I like I obviously can't put myself back there and know exactly what I was thinking, but I do I do remember liking it. Like I was like, Oh, this is cool, like they're trying to do like a dark knight kind of thing with superman even though like he's a much more hard character to ground but i think they did a good job with that um for me in the context of like looking back and like looking at like what comes after this i thought i like i like this a lot better (laughs) because like it felt like this was a real like character study of clark and then everything else like there's not a lot of growth for Clark going forward after this. It's really just like things happen and Clark is there. Mm-hmm. Um, so to that extent, like I really love this and like, I love how like Zack Snyder, he kind of sets his tone for the extended universe where like, like wonder woman and Aquaman and Shazam all like diverge from that. But like all the movies that he had control over had mm-hmm. like, they fit into this look and like, that's something that like the MCU like has like hard cut rules. Like, this is how you color grade when you're on earth, like so that everything is in the same world. And like that gets a lot of complaints because everything gets kind of flattened out. Um, But like the dramatic color choices that he made, I think really work well, especially in this setting. Um, But yeah, so this movie on its own, I really love, (laughs) especially it's boosted by, my disappointment in other things. <laughs> <laughs> well, so it was cool. It's cool that you brought up how uh, Superman is grounded in this, essentially, because uh, David S. Goyer was one of the people that wrote the script, and uh, there's plenty of issues to have with David S. Goyer. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but his quote about this movie specifically in relation to being grounded or in a, a reality setting is uh, he said, we approach Superman as if it weren't a comic book movie, but as if it were real. He's an alien. If the world found out he existed, it would be the biggest thing that ever happened in human history. Just his existence alone would change the face of Earth forever. So that was like the foundational point of where they wanted to go with this. And I think in that respect, they fucking killed this. Like everything about it, plays towards that um and one of the scenes that i think it was in the very first trailer was clark walking down the hallway with the handcuffs on in Mm. the full superman costume and i think at that time people were like how does that work and it was just he wants them to feel comfortable you know and then he says as much while he stands up and rips them apart like it was no big deal (laughs) yeah um and i think that goes a lot towards probably his upbringing in smallville which is 
shown throughout in flashbacks and whatnot. And I think they did flashbacks incredibly well in this. And I don't remember if I appreciated them as much when it came out, but like, it's very clear what's in it. And it's a criticism that Zack Snyder gets going forward in other films. Um, when the flashbacks happen and is it a flashback? How do we know it's a flashback? Because nobody can like pay attention while they're watching a fucking movie. I don't know if they're sitting there like this and they, can't, <laughs> they don't know what's happening, but it's very fucking clear when there's flashbacks. Um, especially in this one. Uh, and I think one of the ones that neither of you guys mentioned was in school when he's experiencing the x-ray vision yeah and all that's like a terrifying scene and Clark has a full-blown panic attack and rather than kill everyone around him which he could have done very fucking easily he hid until his mom showed up so I think that's another part of the reason why he's the type of person that he is in the movie Absolutely. Um, I agree with a lot of what you said, Robert, and Joe, uh, and Paul, because obviously (laughs) there's a lot of really good moments in this movie. Uh, I really love his relationship with his mom. Yeah. Um, And you can see, like, how important she is to him. And the second that Zod showed up and... Uh, confronted Martha was when Superman lost his temper. He lost his fucking mind. So, and I just think that's a super interesting look at that character. Because to this point, like, I don't think we had seen, like, an angry Superman because, like, his mom was never really, like, a central part of the Mm -hmm. films. Right. Um... But yeah, I just, I thought that was an interesting look because he didn't really know Lois well No, at this point, you know, like it's an origin story. And I feel like a lot of people had problems with the fact that it was an origin story and that he wasn't already the big blue boy scout, Mm -hmm. but you have to learn, you have to learn to be that though. Yeah. You know, he, what they do is they, they layer how he becomes the person that he becomes Mm -hmm. over and over again with those flashbacks and then like small events that happen and how he handles himself like when he gets bullied and destroys that guy's logging truck um you know that's a that's a weakness of his is that he can't stand bullies so and it's all playing to like what's coming and reasons why he does what he does towards the end of the film mm-hmm. um, you know he doesn't destroy Metropolis while fighting Zod because he has no empathy for the people of Metropolis it's a matter of having to stop this guy at all costs yeah it, yeah that's so I'm gonna I'm actually gonna cross that one off right now because <laughs> that that was that was one of the criticisms it was is there too much collateral damage and it's like, I feel like people acted like he brought Zod to the city, like, mm-hmm. consciously. It's like, no, no, Zod would specifically fight him at somewhere where people are going to get hurt. Yep. Yeah, so. You mean, bring him bring him to the city as if to be flying in a city and say, I'm going to bring him down Park Avenue to you and destroy <laughs> all of the buildings on the, on the like... No issue with that. Okay. 
<laughs> going, going on, moving on. Superman said out loud, "I could shoot someone on Fifth Avenue, and nothing would happen." <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna do about it? <laughs> <laughs> so while we were watching it, Cheyenne was just like. Yo, this city would probably be destroyed for like forty years, and I'm in in Only my like brain. Only like two. <laughs> yeah, in my brain, I'm just thinking like the people that exist in this world would be able to rebuild it. Mm-hmm. You know, like Lex Luthor and Bruce Wayne are two people that come to mind immediately. Mm-hmm. Not to mention various other people who would raise money for sure, and all that stuff. And. Who's to say that Superman himself didn't raise a few, you know, I-beams and hold them in place while people welded them to, you know, like, you don't know. One would hope he would, like, deploy those, like, nanobots from the fucking Kryptonian ship and just be like, oh, here's a utopia. Don't worry about it. (laughs) (laughs) I did think it was interesting, though, like, talking... Like, before we get away from the flashbacks too much, I didn't think of this until just watching it today, but, like, to an extent, all of the films, like, the intro films so far, except for Justice League, um, have kind of, like, followed that formula a little bit where they show you the hero's childhood and, like, their formulative years and a lot of, like, their trauma growing up that, like, made them into who they are. So, like, Mm -hmm. this did kind of, like, make the mold for every intro for the DC film so far. Um, and even going all the way up to the most recent release, Birds of Prey started off with um, Harley Quinn's childhood, essentially. Yeah. And, like, her trauma and what happened to her up into her relationship with the Joker and whatever. But, like, to your point, they... I think they heard the criticism of the MCU of every hero gets a three picture origin arc and you know everybody was complaining about it at that time if you remember correctly oh it's another origin movie oh it's another origin movie and at that point we were into our second iteration of spider-man not yet the third iteration of spider-man so we were getting another origin of spider-man on top of all of that so i think dc wanted to give you you know this is like ground zero for their universe superman's existence changing human history Mm -hmm. and then everything going forward is like well we could skip the origin shit if you guys are sick of it and then nobody took that bait anyway so who the fuck you know whatever (laughs) uh but yeah the flashbacks were like really well executed yeah um because it was all stuff that he would see and get a memory from Mm -hmm. like that stuff Mm -hmm. that actually happens when you think of something like you see something you hear something and it triggers a memory and it's like a split second it's over that bus reminds me of that time i picked up a bus (laughs) (laughs) i almost forgot about that but i like i like that one i think that might be my favorite flashback outside of the jonathan kent death scene with the tornado yeah because i think that scene is masterfully executed especially being placed as not the last flashback that we get but the like i think it's like the second to last flashback that we get but everything preceding that flashback wise and otherwise within the film is superman wrestling with what do i do Mm -hmm. and do i 
out myself and all of this shit. And like, he's done it so many times in the past that there's so many people on that highway underneath, underneath that overpass that all you need is Jonathan's just like, yeah, to understand exactly what he was trying to say. Not here. This isn't the time. How many people are standing there with their phones out? Right. Uh, just any, anything to, to not show the world who you are yet. You don't need to do it for me, is what he was saying. He's like, I'm good. I've showed you everything I could. And I really like Kevin Costner's performance. Like, yeah, I think that him not knowing everything, not having all the answers, like Paul said, it makes all of it more human. And, it, and it's better that way because Clark isn't. Right. So not only is he learning to be like a person and what that means, but like, he's also learning to actually be human. A really good contrast to it is the show Smallville because in Smallville, Jonathan Kent is like this, you know, he's, his parents are like, they're fucking great people. And that's how he's raised to be a much closer, closer version to the Superman people know in the comics. But in this movie, Jonathan Kent is just a guy. He's just like a normal dude, and he's in—he doesn't know what the fuck to do. So that that yeah. that uh, that carries over to Clark, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and so he so you there's an understanding that he's not this like guy that isn't capable of making mistakes. Basically, he's yeah. unsure of himself. Yeah, and yeah, they Jonathan, mention that <laughs> Jonathan feels just as much pressure as Clark does because he exactly. knows he's raising this god, and he's just like, if I fuck up. <laughs> that's it <laughs> yeah yeah and like a lot of the imagery that happens within the movie um there's the scene where i mean it, it's the battle on the ship out all off earth so in space and i think it's jor-el is there and superman's in the suit and everything's happening and the the, the wall blows out and earth is in the background and Jor-El tells him, like, show them what greatness is or something like that. You save them. Some, like, something to that effect. And Superman floats out into space with his arms outstretched like Christ. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's very subtle. And then, turn, <laughs> and then turns slowly and then flies towards Earth. And I, I don't know if I picked up on it the first time in the theater. Maybe I did. Maybe I didn't. And I think that's probably a criticism. It's like, oh, well, we get beat over the head with the Christ stuff. That is something that I wrote down. <laughs> but, but, like, they're trying to... He he is a god. It's not like, right. you know, it, like, that's the... They're right, telling but, him to be the symbol that saves everyone. That honestly, they can that's all like look the, to. Isn't that the only, like, real symbolism that we get, though? Like, there's just... There's the one other scene where he goes to church... But I feel mm-hmm. like anybody would do that, or like mm-hmm. there are there's a large percentage of people <laughs> in the United and, States that would go to church. And and I feel like <laughs> if, if you're, you're from, from Kansas, Kansas, exactly, yeah. there's a very good chance you go to church. <laughs> you're you're born and raised in friggin' Kansas. Yeah, yeah. you know you're gonna I, have yeah. those religious beliefs. <laughs> I think I think the criticism for this. What are some other ones? Because I just, I just want to hear something. Like, <laughs> uh, well, well, I can go back to we were talking about. Um, so, 
So I, I read a criticism that said that Jonathan Kent, he tells Clark, you know, he, you're going to become something incredible one day, blah, 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 this and that. But then he's constantly telling him to keep it a secret. And people people say that that's like, he's it's like a, what are they trying to say? What is he trying to... But I think it's just like, he doesn't want... he's Because in the flashbacks, he's still young. Yeah, he's trying to save a... a... 12 year old from the entire yeah, world yeah and maybe <laughs> maybe because it's it's uh it's still uh henry cavill in the one flashback people are like oh he's you know he's, yeah. a, he's a he's a he's a man now you know or, he or he played really young in that scene yeah yeah he did yeah he, did yeah, a really he good looked job like tom welling him. it was crazy yeah yeah, yeah. but it that's like the, the foppish hair and like the unfitting clothes <laughs> <laughs> What's that, Joe? That's the debate they're having in that scene, though. Like, it's not... They're not saying, like, Jonathan's right. They're just saying this is what happened, whether it's right yeah. or wrong. And, like, you know, at that point, Clark doesn't... Like, he thinks he's ready, and he wants to do it anyway. And mm-hmm. you know, that's when, like, Jonathan's kind of breaking down anyways. Like, you know, oh, well, maybe you're right. But then Tornado comes and kills him. So, like, <laughs> we don't really get the end of that conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But then I guess Clark like blames himself or whatever. But um and I think it's it's really cool that he car- like not that it's cool, but it's good for the character that he carries some sort of guilt because in an unbeatable, unkillable god up to this point, like having a big failure like that looming looming over you helps create more character. Yeah. Yeah. And in a way like his life after that was like erasing Clark Kent so that when he had to be Superman, he didn't have yeah. to endanger anybody. But then yeah. obviously just a threat so big came that he couldn't face it from the shadows. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is such a neat way to dissect that character. Mm-hmm. It's like, I, I just, I really like, this is my favorite Superman. So yeah, that's yeah, the I way agree. that I gotta say it. I agree. Um, they did the they did the thing towards the end too, uh, when the the world what the hell is it called the world eater the world ender world ender the world engine the world, world engine, engine yeah. is in the Indian Ocean and he goes there to stop it, um, and he's like absorbing the power from it like terraforming the Earth. Uh, as he's looking up into it, they overlay christopher reeve's face for like a frame <laughs> why see i never knew that <laughs> yeah yeah and, and if can. you look for like it midsummer <laughs> yeah if, dude if you if you look for it it's it's there and it's so cool just as like an homage yeah especially in the moment to just like superman like yeah. i don't know i thought knowing about it going into that and like looking for it in that scene it was so neat to see now I'm going to have to go back and look for that. <laughs> I'm yeah. doing it right now, actually. <laughs> throw, throw it up in the podcast. I guess I'll everyone. <laughs> but, like, it, it's so, like, that moment was so cool. Like, that was the Superman moment. Like That's it, why they did that, yeah. <laughs> exactly. But it was, it was great. Uh, I just, I can't say enough good things about this movie. Um... <laughs> How, how, do how you, dare how do you, you feel? Ab- how how do you feel about all of the Krypton stuff? Like what about what they gave you about Krypton's 
society and how it destroyed itself and and all of that. You like, know what's funny? <laughs> so I had the thought while I was watching this, I was going that entire first like 20 minutes of the movie almost is just centered on Krypton and I'm sitting there going, "Man, this this is so much a cool in- TV show? interesting mythology and lore. I'd love to know more about that." And then I went, "Wait a minute." They made a show based on this idea. I'm ashamed. <laughs> I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed. Uh, I don't. I don't. Did they base? They didn't base the show off of what happened there. It was. I. I think it's heavily implied. It's based on that Krypton. Have you watched? I haven't watched the show. Huh. I've yet. never watched the show. Okay. Didn't it? Didn't look good. <laughs> no. It didn't look good. And here's here's the reason why it didn't look good. <laughs> and it's something that a lot of those shows do. Uh, I just want to see the fucking character we're talking about. Don't care about his grandparents and them being the same people. Right. Just give me the Superman. Yeah. That's all. Uh, or his dad, and then give me the Superman slightly after that. But I just want to see the Superman. Don't care about the, the lineage. <laughs> you don't want to go see the Alfred movie? No. <laughs> the Alfred no. movie. Or the Aunt yeah. May movie that they <laughs> sacked. <laughs> I just, I like, they did it with Gotham where they were like, all right, we're going to give you Gotham. No Batman. And yeah. I'm like, out. <laughs> Click. <laughs> Not watching. Don't give a fuck. Yeah. I felt the same way. <laughs> Dumb as shit. Uh, but I digress. Um, but yeah, so they, they pulled uh, a bunch of different stuff. So the S on Superman's chest, obviously, uh, is for the house of L. L is hebrew in hebrew is one of the names of god Hmm. so that's and the creators of superman are uh jewish so they would know about that so they kind of just threw that in there um and they pulled the s meaning hope from mark wade's superman birthright okay so that wasn't always that always historically meant s for superman but they decided to give it a little bit more of like a mythological meaning to it. Yeah. Well, it makes sense in that context, mm-hmm. in the context of the movie. I mean, mm-hmm. and I like that each house had their own, like, symbol. yeah, I was going to say, uh, uh, each house had their own thing for, because the society of Krypton was controlling, uh, the population and they had the codex, which was imbuing each, kryptonian with like the very specific genetic coding and all of that fun stuff was that supposed to be like a doomsday thing before doomsday because it's like a little skull and you're like what's that fucking skull and then it's Mm -hmm. gone and then they never talk about it so (laughs) the skull when jor-el does all of that crazy futuristic but also ancient looking technology stuff yeah (laughs) which i think is the craziest design shit like ever that somehow they made it look super ancient, but also it's technology we'll never see. Uh, (laughs) It's the fucking wildest stuff. Um, He puts like, it breaks up the codex and all of the genetic coding for all of the Kryptonians that could ever exist is within Cal. Right. So in all of his cells are all of the, the future of, of Krypton. Right. Um, And they explain that, way late in the movie to the point that you could have forgotten that that ever happened right um which is probably a criticism of like it's a long movie 
and a lot fucking happens. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, we're going from Zod thing doesn't to show thi- up till an hour in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, I th- I don't know if I texted. I don't know if I texted Paul or Jordan. I don't remember, but I had said like, by the time you get to the we are not alone thing, you forget that there's like an existential threat that exists in space <laughs> uh, which i think works to its benefit in a way because you're like oh fuck yeah. <laughs> cuz you feel the dread with everything's kind of working out and being nice and shit and then like you are not alone happens which is one of the fucking coolest scenes in anything ever and it's terrifying and it gets broadcast across the entire planet in every fucking language because they have a translator that does it for them. Wait, you don't think the phrase you are not alone is too cliche? <laughs> what Fuck. is he supposed to say? <laughs> you fucking asshole. <laughs> Sup, bruh. <laughs> right, like, hello. <laughs> I am looking for one of my own and everybody would be like, what the fuck? Is that? <laughs> he, he, rather than wait for you to ask, he answers a question. You're not alone. No, so get that out of the fucking way. <laughs> I like it. They probably have a little, in like, fact, guide In book. fact, one of us is among you. Now bring him forward and I won't kill anyone. <laughs> You're not alone, but you can be. <laughs> there you go. Uh, what did we think of Zod? Michael Shannon's amazing. Yeah, Zod. Michael Shannon's awesome. Yeah. Michael Shannon is awesome. Um the- the righteous indignation <laughs> like and then he explains towards the end this is all i was meant to do was protect this yep which is why i seem insane <laughs> <laughs> like i'm driven he's driven fucking crazy i know by, it sounds crazy <laughs> right but i'm doing it anyway <laughs> <laughs> he said like uh, what did he say towards the end of it he was like my entire life I was born and bred to protect the people of Krypton, mm-hmm. and you're telling me that they no longer can exist. Yeah. So now you're going to have to kill me, or I'm going to take every one of these people from you the way you've done this to me. Right. And that's like <laughs> Killmonger level good villain shit. Yeah. I agree. It is. I think he's like a good version, like a well done version of Ronin from Guardians of the Galaxy. Because, like, they just didn't put the time in in Guardians to, like, make Ronan compelling. Like, I believe, like, Zod's mission in this. Even though, like, he, like, led a coup, which, like, like, in his mind was justified to protect (laughs) the people. Yeah. Which, like, even then, like, like, the implication there is, like, he, to an extent, agrees with Jarl, right? That, like, he, he knows the world is ending and something has to be done. Yeah. Yep. yeah, and Jor-El even said the only thing that like we ever agreed on was that the fact that the world was going to end. Yeah, yep. yeah, that's right. Yep. It was just Jor-El thought that the future for the planet was elsewhere, mm-hmm. and Zod was like, "We have to stay on Krypton because we're Krypton." Yeah, like that's all we know. We can't leave Krypton. I'm supposed to protect the people of Krypton. If they go among the stars, I'm fucked. Yeah. Yeah. And I loved their. I loved so much of their back and forth. Yeah, Jorel and Zod. Like, explain. Like, there's a lot of shit that they're beating you over the head with conceptually early, but like, it all fleshes out if you're paying attention and not <laughs> watching the movie with your fingers yeah. in your fucking eyes. 
<laughs> like if you can watch that entire movie, like two all two hours and twelve minutes of it without doing this, <laughs> you're gonna understand what's happening. <laughs> it's not difficult. <laughs> okay, boomer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get off your fucking phones and stay off of my lawn <laughs> and quit skateboarding near the goddamn grocery store. <laughs> Paul, what else you got on your list? All right, yeah, I yeah. guess whenever we hit a brick wall, I'll throw out a criticism. <laughs> <laughs> That's a regular Dude, What's, what's a like really it. good one? Here we go. Oh, uh, no. All right. <laughs> Actually, I don't know if this is a good one. It's funny. All right. Is Krypton's design too similar to H.R. Geiger's designs <laughs> in Alien? Oh. Does it look like his designs too much? No. No? <laughs> Look. What, what kind yeah, of yeah, criticism? The, the, what I found, like, but like, so you can take one person saying that either. You can take pieces of something that you like, and yeah, and turn like <laughs> yeah. Everybody fucking does that. Yeah, everybody. That's just like art in general. That's all art is going. Like, I really like that. So how can we retrofit that to what we're trying to do? Yeah. So even if it does look similar, like. The onus of the film is not to say that, like, the aliens exist on <laughs> Krypton or anything. Like, that's such a weird fucking... Oh, my God. Some of the creatures on Krypton, they looked more like Jim Henson-y to me than, like, yeah, H.R. Yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. So, they're on the Blu-ray. So, Kermit should be the Steel. mad one. <laughs> 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 In what the, what forum is it, Paul? Send me a link. I'm going to show these guys what's for. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember where I found each specific one. Uh, I watched like some videos. Okay. I read YouTube comments, stuff like that. Hmm. In the in the in the Man of Steel Blu-ray, on the second disc, there is the, you could watch the entire film with Zack Snyder popping up to explain things in great detail to you. And then the other special feature on that disc is like a straightforward, like Nat Geo thing on planet Krypton, as if it were a real <laughs> discovery that happened. Yeah. So then they keep using the production design art and they put the words artist rendering <laughs> above it, which I think is the coolest. Fun. And they got a guy that does like narration for that stuff. <laughs> Who has that real monotone voice that would put you to sleep in like second grade <laughs> watching a biography bi biology thing <sighs> like it was so cool because they're like explaining the animals and why the the planet looks like like ribbons on the ground oh that's great yeah like they explained all of that in detail enough to like understand what the what the point was they just overused krypton so much that it broke down Mm -hmm. So that's why it looks that way. They just completely depleted the natural resources mm -hmm. of the planet, which is why they went to the core because they used the world engine on Krypton to try to make more shit. Oh, is that what it was? And, I thought they were like, and fracking, that's how they like they were drilling into the core. Yeah, they were. They used that, and that's how they explain it in the movie. Is like it sends those the magnetic pulses back and forth. Right. Yeah. So they go on a pull like polar opposites of the planet and they shoot those back and forth and that's a right um and they did that on krypton and a lot of the people were against that and a lot of the people were for that trying to like 
all of the obvious parallels there to overusing the planet and then the fucking core was collapsing and that's why everything was happening when we get there Mm -hmm. do you guys think there were too many zoom shots that no (laughs) i fucking love the zoom it was very like star trek like that like those punch-ins and like i like i understand that like he like made a commitment to like the whole thing's handheld and like like i love that it's shot on film that's beautiful mm-hmm. yeah but like mm-hmm. it it gets a little distracting like the the scene on the ship where he's telling him the history of um of uh krypton i don't mm. know if it's something with like my internet but like the stream just got like i felt sick whenever they were panning and like the background's trying to match the up. shake while they're oh, on wow. screen and i'm like oh my god <laughs> that, had to, that has to be the stream because on Blu-ray that's like it's, it's super pretty, crisp. It's pretty crisp. solid, <laughs> super crisp. But it, I love those, and I I even said that to Amanda while we were watching it. I was like, I fucking love that he does this. You get this big wide shot of all this shit happening, and then he just goes, "Here's what you're supposed to look <laughs> like. Take it in, yeah. But here we are. Yeah. Take it in, but here we are. I love those. Yeah. I think they're so, and I wish he did more of them in future films because i thought so much of it every cut should be a punch in every (laughs) and then like especially dude at the beginning he was lens flaring the fuck out of you too yeah Yeah. he was like oh you guys like jj (laughs) and and i see that and i raise you (laughs) even at the end when he's flying into the world engine yeah you know you get so much lens flare there i was thinking the same thing um i love the way that the movie shot though Mm -hmm. um Zack Snyder, I, I really, really have come to appreciate his eye for things because a lot of his shots look straight out of a comic book. There's a there's a scene there's a scene in the house when Jonathan Kent is leaving the farmhouse, and there's like the close up on the coffee pot, the close up on the doorknob. You see him leave, and then the close up on the door shutting. And I was just like, those are panels. Yeah, that's what he's. Yeah. It, those are just pan because he never cuts like that in the movie again. Mm-hmm. But he just gave you panels for that. Yeah. Because if you got those on a page, you'd be like, okay, and you'd be fine with it. Yeah. But of course, it's on film, and nobody likes DC, so we can't enjoy anything. But I so Superman's costume. Mm-hmm. Uh what they make it out to be in this is a literal undergarment. Yeah, like a flight suit. Because in on Krypton, they always put additional armor yeah. and robes on top of that. Uh, so I wish Zod it, had it, a line like, "Why are you walking around in your underwear?" <laughs> well, so the joke the joke is that like throughout all of his history, Superman was always wearing his underwear. Yeah. yeah. So they were just like, "Okay, we could make that." functional (laughs) (laughs) which i love but specifically the design of the s all of the different movements and there's like that one big line that goes through it and shit looks so cool and then the actual uh the blue part of the suit looks like chain mail yeah Mm yeah i wish they talked about the colors though because like everybody on uh krypton is wearing like a black suit but like for like for some reason jarl gives him this colorful one and I don't know why it has a cape. Very interesting. Like I get that, like it's. Oh Superman. no, they're a cape culture. They're they're a cape, <laughs> they're a cape culture. culture. Yeah, that but everybody else had learned... capes on their armor. 
Mm-hmm. But I learned that specifically <laughs> watching that Krypton uh, thing. Oh, the length of the cape shows your status in society. They literally said Krypton was a cape culture, word for word. <laughs> What does that mean? I, I think I think uh, the scene we were supposed to have gotten in Justice League with him wearing the black suit, I think that would have explained why his suit was blue. Because um, I know in some of the comics, it's it has the ability to just change color. <laughs> uh, but I can't I can't remember why or what any of that means. Okay. Um, oh, could I share a criticism that I had? Yes. I don't <laughs> like amy adams as lois lane okay <laughs> fair like she like her performance just isn't there for me like she's written as this like the spunky person that i think lois is supposed to be but the delivery just is so flat to me like it's not yeah. endearing it's really just abrasive i I, yes. I think some of it is the dialogue too um mm-hmm. like like this one in particular you know they say it's all downhill after the first kiss Oh yeah, and that seemed like really forced. Yeah, remember, remember earlier when I said David S. Goyer wrote. This <laughs> <story>? <laughs> can't write women. Oh, he can't. Yeah, what? Go back. Go to his IMDb page. Read everything he's ever written, and think about every female character in those movies. They're terrible. Well, I mean, there's only two and three, exactly. I guess, if you count Jenny Olsen, but. Yeah. He's the he's the guy that uh, thought that the Hulk should just bang his cousin She Hulk because they're both Hulks. Because he didn't know that they God were cousins. Damn it. He didn't know they were cousins. Anyway, uh, <laughs> God. Damn just wanted it. just wanted to throw that out there. It's David Esquire. That's what you get when you hire David Esquire. <laughs> and and what sucks is I feel like she started off really strong. Like she yeah. had that line about. Uh, I, I get writer's block if I'm not wearing a flag jacket. Like mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. that's a really good lowest line. But then later on, it just gets lazy. Yeah, it's it just annoyed me in this movie for sure. Maybe a little less, but going forward into other films that maybe we'll talk about some other time, um, how she's just constantly fucking there and involved. Like not, there's nothing. She's just there to they be even, Superman's girlfriend. They even put her on the sh- like, on the ship with the with, general. Yeah. Uh, I don't care if it was her idea. You keep. She's a fucking civilian. Yeah. Why is she there? Yeah. I guess because Zod specifically told her how to use the thing. It's like she could have told uh, someone else. Yeah, write it down. You're a fucking journalist. <laughs> <laughs> I think part of my problem with the Lois character isn't necessarily Amy Adams' performance. I think it's more the writing. But then again, I'm not a Lois fan at all, personally. Yeah. Um, But I I didn't mind her in this movie, specifically. She just... um, This is also, like, the third time Amy Adams has gone out for the role of Lois. Really? Yeah, she fuck uh she did I don't know it def- I don't know if it was the the Burton one where Nick Cage was supposed to be Superman. Thank God that that didn't happen. Was um, she even active then? I think Was it they Smallville said, maybe? Oh yeah, she she was in an episode of Smallville. Or it she, might have been one of the TV shows other than Smallville or Superman uh, Returns. 
and definitely Superman Returns, she wanted to be Lois Lane then as well. Okay. Um, so when it came up again, uh, she she took the part. Okay. And also, Gal Gadot was supposed to be that Z- Zod's right-hand woman. Oh, okay. And she had really? to drop out because she was pregnant. Hmm. Huh. Good for her. Fun <laughs> fact. And then he was like, I really like her. We're going to bring her back for something. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I think it worked out in her favor. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I think I think the best Lois's have been Margot Kidder in the original mm-hmm. and then the animated series Lois. Yeah. That's that's kind of like all that we've gotten so far. <laughs> yeah. I did like Smallville Lois. Um, oh, oh, right. Yeah, of course. Of yeah. course. Uh, like she um, had like the sarcasm and like she was really... Like, she was mean to Clark, which I enjoyed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, especially because he loves you. Like, be a dick to him. Yeah, <laughs> what's he going to do? He's not going to kill you. <laughs> Elseworlds. Uh, Elseworlds. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I thought she I thought she was good. I thought she was fine. I just, I just find it annoying that somehow she's allowed to do all of the things that she does. Yeah. There's no explanation for some of it. Well, I think you're supposed to believe she just, like, bullies her way into it. Like, that's how she got to that army base in the beginning. But, like, Mm -hmm. it it just didn't play. No, I mean, it just just made me go, like, how again? Like, every time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Let's let's shift gears a little bit. Um, One of my favorite aspects of this movie was the scene where the world engine is destroying metropolis and you're just seeing the the people on the ground mm-hmm. and their point of view and the sheer scope of that situation yeah 911 times a thousand yeah uh i thought that was really well put together that whole scene uh i i feel like the camera movement the editing i thought that whole like that whole segment of the film i think is my favorite non superman part of this movie mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah with uh yeah. what's her what was her name like trapped under the concrete and shit mm-hmm. jenny olsen yeah is jimmy's it? cousin because he's in rehab or something is it actually jenny olsen yeah oh wow shit i didn't even know that okay <laughs> Oh, That's why he screams, Jenny! <laughs> 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 but they never actually like say her full name, but she's credited that way. So. Oh, wow. Okay. And, and during that sequence, uh, Perry, Perry White and uh, the guy that I only ever know is Doug Stamper from <laughs> House of Cards. Uh, <laughs> if there's a thing where somebody has to be in a suit and be very stern, he's the fucking guy. Uh <laughs> He was just in an episode of Fringe that I was watching. Was he wearing a suit? Yeah. You're fucking A right he was. <laughs> <laughs> so he and he and Perry are trying to free her from that as the world end engine is destroying that alleyway. <laughs> like foot by foot it's coming towards them and yeah. then Superman stops the one on the other side of the earth and it stops it and they're okay. But like there's so much like oh they're totally fucked. Oh, they're yeah. going to have to leave her. She's totally fucked. And then it just stops. It was very well dramatically done, but I also was left thinking like, 
a lot of people did die. <laughs> oh, for sure. But at least the yeah. three people that we care about are fine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as long as the people <laughs> we know survive. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think Zod adapts to Earth too fast? No, but I do have an issue with Clark coaching him on how to cope with Earth. <laughs> He's just like, oh, are you having trouble? You just got to focus on me, buddy. That's how you're going <laughs> to kick my ass. <laughs> Instead of, like, just punch him in the head and end it. Yeah, it doesn't. I. But I think he kind of gives that advice inadvertently. Like, yeah. yeah. He doesn't necessarily mean to say... Clark gives the villain speech. He's like, oh, this is my yeah. backstory. And Zod's yeah. like, I don't fucking care. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Goodbye. Zod's looking at his fucking bones through his hands like, ah. And that's credit, that's credit to Zod as a well-written character because he's smart enough to pick up on that. Right. And just done. Yep. Yeah. So. But also, I think it's just, you know... At the at the at the point that Zod ends up on Earth, he's a much more driven person. He has much more purpose than say Clark as a fucking child. You mm-hmm. know what yeah. I mean? Who's just like he's also just a child too. Like, right. Yeah. <laughs> they also uh, establish like he he doesn't have the level of control. Like he can't fly. He has to like run up at first. He has to run up that building like an ape. And then (laughs) everything he does is so, like, raw. Like, Clark had so much trouble because he wouldn't just let it out. And he, like, learned to control it Mm -hmm. and, like, fine-tune it. But, like, everything that Zod does is just, like, just unleash and go crazy. Mm -hmm. And they had mentioned, they had mentioned, uh, I had read that um, at the beginning where Superman's checking out his powers, where he's learning to fly and he's just bouncing, (laughs) like, really far. Uh, that's pulled from the original comic books where he didn't initially fly. Yeah, they didn't give him the power to fly. He mm-hmm. leaped the only, over he, tall. Yeah, buildings. leap over tall buildings. <laughs> uh, like a, I believe the specific wording was a superpowered kangaroo. Um, <laughs> they only eventually gave him the ability to fly on film because it looked way better than him jumping. Hmm. <laughs> so Superman learned to fly. Because they put him on TV, essentially. Mm. That was it. And everything makes sense. Interesting. Well, didn't they also just, like, before, like, things got more continuous, they would just give him any old power. It's like, whatever they well, could yeah, think they of. Well, yeah, they threw everything at him. That, the, uh, that breath, I knew. You know, ice breath, fucking heat ray, x-ray vision, just <laughs> anything cool that would play on a on, on a radio play in the 40s, right. they just gave to him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then, oh, he needs to cool down. He can form yeah. <laughs> matter from nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's when you start running into the problem of, you know, people complaining that Superman's too boring because he can do whatever he wants. Um, and this specifically, if that's your argument and you watch this film and still make that argument, I don't understand. Yeah. They specifically go through all of the lengths to make him not boring, but have those powers. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, and that's by design. drawing drawing out his his human side, right? More than anything else, which is it's refreshing, I think. Yeah. Um. So, before we go any further, I feel like we need to talk about the final moments with Zod and Superman. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
So I thought it was really clever that they put him in that position where Zod is using his heat vision to murder people and Clark is forced to break his neck. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people have issues with that. Yeah. Um, I am not one of them. I think nope. it, I think it's awesome. It's a character life. moment. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's something that he's not like happy. He's not like, yeah, we did it. High five. Let me kiss the girl. Like he's <laughs> let's go he's, have hot dogs on the beach. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's broken up over it. He fucking has a primal scream afterward, <laughs> and it's not like a dominance thing. He just. He didn't want to do that to yeah. the only other fucking person that's like him. Mm-hmm. And that's why not killing is so important to Superman now. You know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. he, they had to build, they had to um, put the pieces together first in right. order to get to the Superman that you want to see. Right. That's the point of a fucking origin movie. <laughs> <laughs> And, it, and it's great that they picked Zod for that because of the, you know, the, the parallels that it draws. Yeah. yeah. But um, that'd but, be like if that'd be like if if Peter Parker could just just do everything right out of the gate, and people be like, "Well, I think that makes sense." He would just understand how to be a fucking human spider. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, you have to learn how to fucking. The web and and climb the wall and adjust your body in air like those things are learned. Yeah, like yeah. Superman, he he's not just going to and is it? I don't know if it's their expectation of him being the perfect superhero and watching him learn is troubling. Like I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, because it literally happens in like every other movie. Yeah. Every other movie. Mm-hmm. And you never hear about it. Oh, I think it took him too long. So, like, <laughs> it's annoying that it took Superman so long to learn things. But it was annoying that Zod learned everything immediately. Like, so <laughs> what the fuck is it? Yeah. Like, no, yeah. It's a good point. <laughs> and the movie's already over two hours long. How much more time do you really want to attribute to Zod learning how to fucking cope? Yeah. <laughs> he gets a flashback. <laughs> 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 It would be too much. Yeah. On Krypton, he's in a closet, staring <laughs> in his hand. In front of, like, a radiation beam, just soaking yeah. it in <laughs> to see what he can do. <laughs> Fuck, man. Uh, um, what, are, what are some other criticisms of the, of the, neck, the eventual neck snap, Paul? Because I'm interested to, to hear what this is. It's not necessarily the neck snapping. It's, I saw a lot of people saying, and I think it was, there was one specific um, YouTube video, that why couldn't they just have moved away from his heat lasers? Why couldn't they just have walked walked away from his heat lasering? Because they, they were hunkered in the corner. <laughs> and there were no, sti- like it was, it was. Why couldn't Zod have just not come to Earth? because we need to make the movie what what if they just talked about it yeah can we just uh what if we just get rid of all the drama part (laughs) let's just make a film no drama and uh we'll go for no no like i think that was essentially like a train station right like that's essentially like grand central or whatever metropolis is yeah yeah equivalent is and they were in an area that had 
rubble on one side and they were kind of in the corner mm-hmm. and the the his heat vision was cutting off their escape route they couldn't go the other way mm-hmm. i think it was a wall yeah yeah well I'm, I'm like looking at the scene right now i don't know i guess people <laughs> i guess people I think they can, that there's a, that there's plenty of room for them to like move out of the way but at the same time, it's just imagine, like, I, imagine. No, no, you're right. Like, like if you were them, you don't know how his fucking laser eyes work. Like, <laughs> you're this is the first time you're shit. seeing an alien ever, <laughs> and you're just gonna be like, oh, I see how that goes. And I'm gonna run that away. And, and, and he's Superman sitting there struggling to keep him right from from moving just that much closer. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. Maybe they were just so terrified that they couldn't you know uh, yeah. even if there is room which i don't even really think they is like i'm looking i'm literally looking at the frame right now and there's like rubble yes. <clears throat> right in front of where they might be able to escape so <clears throat> i don't know imagine imagine so desperately wanting to hate a movie <laughs> yeah that you forget the specific layout <laughs> of what was happening I think to try to make a point about a reason you don't like. Yeah, that's a good point. Like if you weren't liking this movie and you're at that like two hour mark already, like you're probably just looking for reasons to not like it anymore. Why don't they just run? (laughs) I know aliens on Earth is a brand new concept to everyone that exists right now. But why don't they just run the other way? What are they stupid? (laughs) Fucking God damn it. Oh my god. See, I knew some of these were gonna be fun. I think um like what like brings about the tragedy of that scene is that that's exactly what Feora Zod's like um, first mate mm-hmm. like taunts him with that like your morals are gonna have to break before we yeah. do. Um, and, like I go, I really do go back and forth on this because I like I'm glad that he feels the weight of that. But it's a huge loss, like to sacrifice his entire morality at the end of this, like, outset journey of becoming Superman. To like, yep. on your first run out the gate, like you have to go against what you believe in, and that is a tragedy. Um, and I think it would be more justified for me if I saw more of it going forward. But then he never got another solo outing like he had to share everything mm-hmm. after that so there's no real way for him to grow in that next movie mm-hmm. right like <laughs> if they had just done a direct man of steel 2 right uh you'd very it'd be very likely that you would see building off of him learning from that moment right instead it's just like the world spitting in his face and like we have to deal with everything going on with batman and like Mm -hmm. it's really just like how batman sees clark but we don't really get a lot of clark's point of view it doesn't feel like and then all of a sudden wonder woman's there and Mm -hmm. zod's back (laughs) (laughs) in a way yeah and like it was a lot batman versus superman to me turned into a lot of damage control for man of steel rather than building on man of steel it was trying (laughs) to prop man of steel up where it was just like oh yeah, <laughs> Bruce Wayne yeah. went and he was helping people, so yeah. like not as there, many people died. <laughs> the funny, the funniest fucking thing in Batman versus Superman, and it's I don't have a lot of criticisms of that movie, 
but specifically there's one and I think that we've mentioned it to each other before is because of the collateral damage in Metropolis and all of the bullshit that they heard about that and you know who gives a fuck about New York and the MCU who gives a shit uh, so in Batman versus Superman uh, the docks are abandoned yeah yeah, uh, everything's abandoned. The, <laughs> yeah. the what was it, Strikers Island or whatever the yeah. fuck yeah. it was called? Yeah. There's that one it, it, guy in that scene where Doomsday lands on that island. He's like, "It's uninhabited." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fucking piss myself laughing every time because you know that they fucking put that in the script just to make sure that nobody goes what about the collateral damage yeah. because now that's what we care about because <laughs> they were they were backpedaling from fucking stupid from man fucks, of steel <laughs> fuck that they should have fucking done it again in metropolis <laughs> do it in gotham it's already a piece of shit <laughs> a ribbon cutting for like we finally rebuilt the daily planet <laughs> <laughs> fucking right through it. This is like, what do, what do people expect to happen when two fucking super-powered people are yeah. fighting? You know, Aliens! Mean? Yeah, they're a- Zod is a fucking alien. Superman is a fucking alien. We just learned that they existed like 12 hours before all of this. <laughs> Maybe less. And you're, and like, from a critical perspective outside of the movie, you're like, I don't know. There was like a lot of collateral damage. <laughs> Fuck you. That's not the point of it. Yeah. The point of it is Superman feels the weight of that as it's happening and then realizes what he must do to stop it. Yeah. That's the fucking point. Mm-hmm. The point is like he can't let Zod kill these people too. Mm-hmm. Like there enough has happened already. He has to put an end to it, which is ultimately the more moral thing to do is a mercy killing kill one to save the rest Mm -hmm. that's what fucking superman made a decision to do and i think it does weigh on him yeah that's a payoff on zod's opening too when he gets sent to the phantom zone he's like you're too afraid to do it yourself you're just gonna condemn me to this yep yep so superman has to face the fear that his father couldn't yeah like it and it becomes cyclical in that way. Well, I mean, Zod was already dead, or Jarl was already dead, <laughs> right? But like, it was, it like, it was a decision that Jarl could have made. Sure, and he, he didn't. could have made, but didn't. Yeah. And this is, and now we're here because mm-hmm. if Jarl made the decision, Superman would not have had to. The open pod in the <laughs> scout ship, <laughs> the twenty thousand year old scout ship. Yes. <laughs> yeah. How about that? Hmm. Everyone thought what? that was Kara, right? Yeah. Yeah, I th- I think I think it was just a way to leave the door open for her. Yeah. Literally. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Literally. Uh but I don't uh and I know that some people were like, I can't believe we never got like Supergirl based out of that and it doesn't mean that it, it couldn't happen. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we're never told what happened to these scout right. teams. Did they go home? Like, or did, were they just left there? Some of some of them, I, they show specifically some of them died off. Yeah. yeah. Well, Zod, I think Zod says that some of them died off and some of them were abandoned. Right. He went. Yeah. He went to go. He went. He was trying to find them after Krypton exploded, mm-hmm. and he was freed from the Phantom Zone because of that. Yeah. Um, so he was trying to find all of those outposts 
And then because Clark puts his codex key thing in that ship, it sends the beacon, and that's how Zod finds Earth. Mm -hmm. So, like, knowing how he caused all of that (laughs) just by fucking, like, rooting around a little bit, I thought was cool. But I think the open pod, in a purely technical sense, has not been answered yet. Like, it's still very possible that it could be a Supergirl. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's even the potential, like, if it was that far back, like, ancient Kryptonians were, like, the basis for all metahumans today. Oh, yeah, there you go. Like, commingling with the human population. Mm -hmm. I like that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's a good interesting tidbit. Rather than my 20,000-year-old cousin. <laughs> well, because Amanda had asked me that too, and she was like, "Well, how does age work?" And I'm like, "We don't know." That's fair. <laughs> yeah. you know, we technically we don't know how age. I right, would honestly would suspect him. that he would have a shorter lifespan due to the heightened radiation. Like he he gets strength, but I feel like that's like burning candles at both ends. But that's just like my brain well, trying to justify him. sci-fi yeah. logic. So it could be the opposite yeah. easily. But. I mean, yeah, yeah, I got, I got what you mean. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it does. I think it does replenish him more than anything. Like yeah. when he's not with the sun, it hurts him. But when he does get that radiation, it empowers him. And that was also just like atrophy, though, right? Like if he had been raised on Krypton, he would have been fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe not. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He was the first like not clone natural baby born. so who knows yeah. yeah he was the first the first natural born kryptonian in centuries right. they said because they were doing the uh that that chinese uh child selection bullshit or whatever yeah well it was <laughs> like, like uh, it was genetic manipulation wasn't it right yeah. yeah which which but then but how did they why didn't they just make i guess them i guess everybody was just very uh very they they were very self-controlled like they just never Thought about us at all? Well, for the greater good of the planet, I guess we we can't bone. So, (laughs) (laughs) but what if we Zod walks in? You had a child, yes, and it was awesome. (laughs) (laughs) That's basically what Jor El says to him too. When Zod's like, "You had a child," he's like, "Dude, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, what was it like?" Like it just changes the entire tone tone of the yeah. Tone. Well, like uh, so, imagine also if you wanted to add to that, if you wanted more layers, Zod's a virgin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can tell. <laughs> so yeah. like the righteous indignation, like, whoo. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, any final thoughts on Man of Steel? Yeah do you do you think Superman <laughs> killing somebody <laughs> destroys the character? And everything he stands for. Not even a little bit. <laughs> no. I think it's weird that people would think that Superman killing somebody once destroys everything that he stands for, but at the same time praise a movie like Joker. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's like he's barely even the Joker in that movie, but but for some reason it's like the greatest comic book movie ever made. Oh, I haven't seen it, so I don't know. Well, that's because it's an art house movie that got a DC logo slapped <laughs> onto it. We we wanted a big budget. So, uh, yeah, we'll use whatever fucking character name you give us, uh, but we're going to make a film about mental health. Anyway. <laughs> I'm just saying, 
If you're the type of person that thinks this movie destroys Superman, then don't say that you like Joker. That, that's all that's I'm a saying. Great point. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great point. Because you can't like both if you're uh, if you're so hung up on comic book accuracy. accuracy. Yep. You can't like both. Yep. Or you're lying to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a great place to end it. <laughs> Oh, no. Uh, uh, no i love this yeah, no. movie yeah i lo- love man of steel love it more might try to watch it more often like yeah. i don't know when the last time i actually watched it through was hmm. before the other day for this um and it's definitely worth watching multiple times because there's a lot of shit <laughs> um there was like a 30 minute doc on the blu-ray that i did not watch <laughs> which was about like resetting the character and shit like that and i definitely wanted to it's but good. i just was like it's good i was like I'll exhausted at that point and then i rolled right into batman versus superman ultimate edition after watching this because i just wanted to see these two things mesh over one another yeah and it's fucking immaculate I, I, actually i think batman v superman is even better we will talk <laughs> about that soon maybe <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I don't want to say that I agree or disagree yet. I want to breadcrumb that out a little. Okay. I've already said that I disagree, but <laughs> that'll be a fun one then. I'm oh, I'm yeah. excited to talk about that. I'll put it that way. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I love Man of Steel. Uh, I think it was a really great Superman film. Uh, we got really good character moments of him as Clark versus mm-hmm. just superman and then we got an incredible version of superman where he's flying through the air and the camera's flying behind him and he's punching people and you're just he's moving with them punching zod yards ahead and then catching up and punching him with the other fuck ah fuck that scene's so good yeah, it's, it's not Great. like superman returns where you just see him lift shit off the whole movie yeah <laughs> It's 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 a good movie with with great heart and really good action, some flaws, but overall I think it was fantastic. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Joe, any final thoughts? Yeah. Um I love I love the idea of a superhero movie shot on film, which like we're probably never going to see again just because it's 2020. Um yeah. I overall I do love this. I think it has the most character moments for Clark of any of his appearances. I won't say of any of the DC movies because their recent outings have been really great and like Wonder Woman and Shazam are out there. Um but as far as Superman goes, I think this was the best um they've done in this run of films with him. Um and I do overall enjoy it on its own and even more so when considering the rest of it (laughs) fair enough uh so yeah this has been our uh man of steel discussion uh let us know what you thought um follow us on social media at pop cannon with a k because we're special uh we're on facebook instagram twitter um if you would like you can follow us individually i jordan 
can be found on Twitter and Instagram at JL24FPS. I am on Twitter and Instagram at Yesball. I don't have any of them. Oh. <laughs> Larry David over here. <laughs> Paul has an Instagram he doesn't use. Paul has an Instagram that he doesn't use, at my dinner with Julius LaRosa. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't even remember how to get into that boy. You can find Paul in his house. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> uh, and I'm Joe. You can find me at Joe for Broke. So thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Uh, be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform or on YouTube. Uh, and as always, stay tuned for more exciting content. Everybody, go ahead. Uh, wish Robert good luck because he's having a baby any day now. Yeah, that should be Would the you tradition. S- you watch it every year before your kid's birthday to remind you to oh. not be a bad dad, or else he'll destroy <laughs> oh, the that world. That would be perfect. That would be perfect. And if I have to break his fucking neck. Um... <laughs> <laughs> To save everyone else. <laughs> On that note. <laughs> He'll be able to watch these treasured memories. He will. It'll be great. For Pop Cannon, thank you. I'm Jordan. I'm Robert. I'm Paul. I'm Joe. We'll see you next time. Stick around. We'll be uh, talking more DC stuff very soon. Yeah.